Hi, I'm Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to There Is No Godcast with Noah Bush. Godcast, the official podcast of Northern Indiana Atheists. And now, here's your host, Noah Bush. What's up, all you non-believers, and welcome to There Is No Godcast, the official podcast of Northern Indiana Atheists. Oh my gosh, you guys, I managed to get five whole friggin' seconds of silence because I'm joined today by two very special (laughs) guests who cannot contain their giggles, as you can clearly hear. Uh, Today I'm joined by none other than Mrs. Ting herself, my beautiful wife, Molly. Molly, how you doing? That sounds weird. Why does it sound like Mrs. Ting? Mrs. Ting. Yeah, it does sound a little weird. (laughs) I can't quite put my finger on why, but I, you know what? I rescind that. Let's, let's just say, let's just say my wife Molly is here on the show. How's it going, Molly? Oh, hey guys! Wow, that got like very quickly sensual. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna oh, need hey to guys. leave. Is this? I mean, I meant I it to be professional. Doug, Hello, Doug, you haven't been introduced yet. Oh, what are you oh, doing? This sorry. is chaos. Cats really and dogs living together, already. mass hysteria. Okay, uh, so also joining us today, uh, frequent uh, guest host of the show, Doug Ferguson. Welcome back, Doug. Hi. Hey, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Yeah, he gets frequent. This is is what, your third time? This is my third time, that's correct. This is only Molly's second time. It is only my second time. So that's 33% less. I'm a C C minus student in math. (laughs) Good old old integrated math from Tecumseh. (laughs) Represent. So now, of course, now we're actually recording. We're into the show, and I forget. Like, we were talking about all kinds of crazy crap, literally, in one instance, talking about crap before we got on the air. Um, and I, I kept shushing you both. I was like, stop, stop. We need to talk about all this stuff on the air. This is good nonsense to talk about on the air, uh, like how Nick and I do on the Chicken Hut. So Molly was very insistent that I not talk about our son's giant uh, poop <laughs> extravaganza earlier this evening. I really want to hear about it, but I don't know if the audience quite agrees. I'm sure there's a very specific <laughs> section of our audience who would be super into it. But I don't know that that's the demographic that I really want to be targeting right now. Well, so we'll move on to Doug's nonsense. Doug, what, what the hell is going on over no, there? Wait, 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 wait. I'm currently the only audience right now and i am interested in this story so i represent 100 percent of the audience as we're recording this live and i request the story so i went out i all right I, molly take it away mrs i Tang. regret ever bringing this up you weren't even here <laughs> took the biggest dump i've ever seen um <laughs> is that the end of the story <laughs> <laughs> she's like prompting me i'm like what, what am i supposed to offer to this I didn't know if I should keep going because I said his name. Oh, well, I can blur that out. We'll just make his name like Rapunzel or (laughs) John Ralphio or something like that. Why didn't you name him Rapunzel? That would have been great. Well, isn't Rapunzel a girl's name? Or is that one of those things that we can flip it? Like, we can be progressive and be like, you know what? I don't care if he's a boy. We're calling him Rapunzel. That's right. All right, well, I guess i got to go to the courthouse tomorrow and petition the court to change our son's name to Rapunzel. So anyway, I was in the living room. I was in the kitchen cleaning a dish. 
No one gets that reference. It's Dane Cook. Duh, come on, you're with me. I was in the kitchen room. I heard the noise. I came out. (laughs) I was in the kitchen. I came out. Okay, so you were in the living room. So anyway, I was just sitting in the living room, and I was actually on the phone, and I had one of those, like, little Bluetooth earpieces in, so the kids didn't know that I was on the phone, and I was talking to somebody, and, like, from, like yards away our son just started screaming my name mom and he's and i just like look over and they don't know i'm on the phone so the person i'm on the phone with can totally hear it and he's like i'm pooping as loud as he could yell and he like (laughs) ran to the corner of the room and he's only two i mean you know if you've ever seen a two-year-old poop you know what you know what you're in if you've seen one two-year-old poop you've seen them all (laughs) am i right right exactly (laughs) doug is like living for this right now hey so anyway guys hey welcome to our atheist support talk show (laughs) so i was telling noah this story because i thought it was hilarious i told it to him earlier and he was like "Shh, shh, shh stop no stop 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 telling me the story and I was like, why do you think, are you are you grossed out by it? He was like, no, save it for the show. I'm all about saving it for the show. I'm all like about it. saving, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny, anecdotal stuff. Uh, but Doug, what, what's going on over there, man? Because you're across the state, you're way yonder over in Michigan, and like, we were getting ready to record. This is like, what, the third, third time we've tried to set this up? Because I keep just pestering you, like, night after night. <laughs> Just like, hey, you want to record? Yes. No, I can't. Hey, you want to record? No, I can't really can't. Hey, you want to record? And you were like, damn it. I, I, he's just going to keep asking me until it, it's like it's like the dog where it's like they just wants you to pet it. And you're like, ah, if I pet you, will you go away? Doug's like, all right, if I come on your show tonight, will you leave me alone? And the answer is no. I'm just going to ask you to come on the show even more. Um, but tonight, man, like we've had all kinds of weird circumstances. What's going on over there? You were telling me just before we came on the air. Yeah, so I was at the gym, and my roommate Pierce... Humble brag, gosh. <laughs> and he's like, hey, the power went out. I'm going to see Spider-Man. And I'm like, all right. He's like, hopefully it's back on by the time I get back. And then I get home, and yeah, the power's out. So I'm just chilling over here Riveting. with my flashlight. Yep, yep. And, and your Ryobi flashlight, that's right, because yeah, we talked about talking plugging about Ryobi. Ryobi. Yeah, because we're we're big believers in Ryobi. We're like fully invested in the Ryobi ecosystem of products. Did you I know mean, that? I mean, I am too. But like, the problem is, I'll buy like a couple things, and then they'll put together a package with like three things. But I already have the two things. I'm like, dang it! If I would have known about this package, I could have bought all three yeah. things and saved the money. So that's how they get you. You know that in the description of the show, I'm going to talk about. Um, you know, today, join us and hear Doug talk about his package. <laughs> So, so far we've been talking about packages, poop, and Ryobi. So I think we're off to a great yeah, start. Yeah, and, like, and w- this is our first episode that we're recording with our new platform uh, that I shamelessly stole from Boyce uh, when I was doing the interview on uh, the Mindful Skeptics podcast. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's very user-friendly. Um, it can be used on mobile. So I, I started it up. And Doug, before we knew it, was literally before our eyes, because like, you can see video while you're recording. And we're only going to use the audio, because um, we're over here, like, picking our noses and stuff. But we're just going to use the audio. But, like, Doug popped up, and he's just, like, in the dark. It looks like a scene out of the Blair Witch Project, because he's got his, like, flashlight. <laughs> and he's, like, in the dark, and he's like, oh, man, my Wi-Fi's out, so I, I can't keep the, the video going this whole time. It's going to suck up all of my, my data. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that does suck. So now, like, Molly and I are on video... And we're just staring at this, like, empty screen. On the same video. On the same I mean, video. The same I'm enjoying it. And also, for the record, I'd like just like to interject that 
You never told me that Molly was also going to be on the show. It wouldn't have taken three attempts if you would have told me that Molly is also going to be on the show. We could have just. I was saving it for a surprise. You know, the first time. If I would have known that, we wouldn't have had to delay it so many times. Now, in fairness, I did address this without you knowing that I addressed this because I did say that I wanted all of your reactions to all of this to be totally raw and totally on the spot. <laughs> I yes, I am glad that for this threesome we are doing it very raw. <laughs> Join us today to hear Doug talk about his package and doing a raw threesome on live on the air. This is oh, a very no. different type of webcam experience. Getting, that might be past the PG thirteen warning, might it? <laughs> Guys, I don't know if we're going to talk about anything atheist-centric today. This, like, all you really get to hear today is how much, like, of heathens we are. We're doing, like, we're just, we're setting atheism back a solid 10 or 15 years, I think, yeah. with this conversation. So, anyway, um, we did have a few things we did want to talk about today, and we're just going to kind of take a panel approach. We've got three people on the show today. This is the first time we've ever had a three-way on There Is No Godcast, so that's pretty exciting. Um first thing i want to talk about is the the no hate rally the no hate rally just happened this past weekend uh from when we're recording this um we got some really good responses from that the goshen news right did a did a really nice write-up on the no hate rally so we we definitely want to give a shout out to everyone um who came to the rally doug i know you weren't there um molly had some some family obligations that uh that she had to attend um but i was there and i i I spoke and it went very well i feel like and uh, it was a really nice event so big shout out to everyone who came. Um, what do you guys think about that? Did you, did, did Doug? Did you see the article? Did you see the article I shared? I have not seen the article. I only saw Molly's endearing post about you, and it was very. Aww. <laughs> we both did a simultaneous. Aww. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna take that awe, and I'm just gonna like, ch- like chop it up audio wise, and move it over to all of our conversations about poop. <laughs> just to make I it think totally that's a out great of context. Plan. Well, I will yeah. also say I did see the picture, and you were looking like a boss. So there's something what? to be said about that. Yeah, it was a great picture, wasn't right? it? There were yeah. only two pictures in that article, um, one of you and one of Tim. Tim, yep, and, the gentleman uh, who put the whole thing together. Shout out to how Tim. How do you say his last name? I'm how not sure. That's why I only ever friend. call him Tim. Oh, I'm so embarrassed, and now I'm like having to admit this on the air. Tim. My secret shame. Hugh, sir? Hugh, sir? That's what I was going to say. Okay, I, 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 I'm kind of glad that you took now. that leap with me. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hugh, sir. Right. So anyway, yeah. So you know what? And I like that. I've, I've, I guess I've, I've, I want to say that Tim and I have crossed paths, but that makes it seem like we've actually physically met, and we have not. But we have like crossed paths, so to speak, on the internet a few times. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, being you know members of some of the same groups and running in the same crowds of people and stuff like that and he does a lot of work toward combating um local hate groups in the goshen area and i have to tell you like i really like the goshen scene yeah they're um they have some really progressive groups of people who are doing like really good work on uh defending human rights and um you know and is is nia based out of goshen nia is kind of nebulous it's more of like a michiana thing yeah well yeah it's northern Northern indiana Indiana i mean it's literally part name um i think ostensibly we are based in south bend i'm not sure i'm not sure like where we officially hang our hat i would assume south bend but I mean, we do. They've done like a lot of work the in Elkhart. Members are kind of like scattered across South Bend, 
Mishawaka, Elkhart, Goshen. Like yeah, we're like the Planeteers. Area. We're like yeah. the Planeteers. Like, we all have, like, our... I don't know what the home base would be. <laughs> would it be Troy's house? Wherever Troy's I, house yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And I certainly don't want to start going, like, speculating into, like, where all the various board members reside. <laughs> but, kidding. yeah, uh, South Bend, Elkhart, Goshen. I mean, I feel like it's kind of just, like, take your pick, right? I feel like I, I feel like Goshen would be an appropriate assumption just because of, like, the, the action that I've seen being taken from that point you know sure location i like it yeah well and i would say that like because i know that south bend is the area that we're probably most known for like media wise because we did the we as if i had any hand in it i wasn't really involved at the time but um uh, NIA did the dis- the display at City Hall. Like, oh, that's right. The holiday yeah. display, you know, right there in the in the home of Mayor Pete. So, like, that was a really big deal, and that got a lot of attention. So, I think South Bend would probably be the area that we're most uh, associated with. Probably most active in. Yeah. Has the most D- Doug, what do you think about all this? Ch- well, jump in here. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say it's really interesting to hear you guys speak about that because I will admit that I don't feel... And maybe it's because I'm not involved enough yet, um, but I don't feel those same sort of progressive efforts being taking place around Metro Detroit, which is where I live. Um, so again, I don't know if I'm just not seeking it out or if it's not making the news that I see, but I guess with that, maybe it's just showing the potential for opportunity and the need for it to be stronger. Um, right. I did go to the, I think it was the Detroit Atheist Group, um, and that's where I met, oh shoot, now I forget his name. Who, oh, was this Doug? Because didn't you meet another yes, guy yes, named yes. Doug? Do I you remember? Oh my that. gosh, Doug, how have we not talked about this yet? Because did I don't you think get we've the, talked about it. This is great stuff to talk about on the air because holy yes. crap, yeah, that's right. Because Doug, after being on the show the first time, <laughs> sought out his. I'm, I'm going to set the table, okay, Doug, and you can take it. But like Doug yeah. sought out his local atheist group, and you went to like a meeting, like at a Logan's Roadhouse or something like that, right? That is correct. It was a nailed it. Roadhouse. Love <laughs> Logan's. Logan's sponsor the show. Proud, yeah, proud well, sponsor. They're, yeah. they're also very pro atheist. Are us they to really? Have their meetings there. Well, I don't so know. It's, I mean, so I guess it's not, they just, so it's not. Well, they hosted. I don't a group think that's of an heathens. official endorsement, but they, yeah, they were definitely fine with. Like, I think they meet monthly there. Logan's um, Roadhouse. Screw you, Chick Fil A. Logan's. <laughs> anyway, like so that. you guys are at Logan's. You 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 uh, took the leap. You sought out your local atheist group, and you met several people there, right? But one of them is a gentleman named Doug, which is crazy because that's your name. That um, is my name. We're pretty so much when the same I, person. Pretty much exactly the same person. <laughs> so when I was at the convention, this is a true story. When I was at the convention, um, we had our little table set up, and we had you know NIA and there is no Godcast kind of paraphernalia around, and this very uh, lovely older gentleman just walks up, and I think he was talking to Troy and Daniel uh, first, and then he kind of looks at me, and he says, oh, you, uh, are you Noah? And I was like, yeah, and of course, for like half a second, I'm thinking, like, he's heard of me because of the show, you know, like, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's like a fan who's not from around here, and he's like, yeah, I'm from the Detroit area, and I said, yeah, and he goes, um, I was supposed to, if I saw you, I was supposed to say hi to you, and just let, do you know um, a younger gay gentleman named Doug? <laughs> I mean, he was he was perfectly polite about it, you know. Like yes, he, yes, yes, yes. The, the guy doesn't have a mean bone in his body, but it was just kind of like it was a very pointed question. And I'm like, hmm, let's see. Do I know a young gay man named Doug in the Metro Detroit area? <laughs> Why, yes, yes, I do. 
And then we, I took a selfie with him and I sent it to you. And it turns out he was at this meeting that you had gone to. Yes. So I went to the meeting. It was very interesting. There was a very um, wide range of different people there. Which is um, great to hear. Yes. Most of them were older, um, which, you know, I think that there's still a need for younger population into our community, obviously. See, now that surprises me because I would have thought that it would have been more young people, you know, like more like college age, like rebellious sorts. No, it was much more um, rebellious adults. And so that's why I'm kind of interested to hear more about kind of your guys' meetings and how it works. And I think that there's a real... Well, when I introduced myself, they said, what's your story? Why are you here? And It's like like an AA meeting? Like, hi, I'm Doug (laughs) and I'm an atheist? Hi, I'm Doug and I'm an atheist. I kind of wish our meetings were more like that. I wish we had more, like, formal meetings. Like at Logan's Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. No, but it was kind of nice. So we, you know, I introduced myself. I said... My friend Noah from high school started this podcast, which really started to get me thinking more about my belief system, and I recognize the need for being visible in my beliefs, and so that's why I'm here. I want to get more involved in our community, as it is in, you know, the local area. And then it was interesting, too, towards the end, they talked about, you know, a few things that were going on, but then it was just open forum, so anybody could have the opportunity to talk about whatever they wanted to. So we talked about new adoption rules um, in Michigan. We just spoke on a breadth of just like a wide range of different topics and anybody could chime in and you raised your hand and got called on and could talk about whatever you wanted to. So it was just kind of like a nice, really informal setting where people could just share their opinions. So how many people were there? Um, Probably about 20. Oh, okay. So enough that everybody had an automatic gratuity added to their bill for your server kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, so but, was this, this is, what's the name of your, is it a formal group or is it just like a, like did you meet as in like a Facebook group or how did you find this collective, you know? So I'm trying to remember the whole details of that because yes, it was originally on Facebook that I had found it. But then I had to go through some other site to, like, get the notifications, which was odd to me. Um, And I don't remember what that site was, so I'll have to... I need to do some some more research and figure that out. And that was the only meeting that I'd been able to go to so far. So you just, like, aren't sure how you wound up there? (laughs) I don't know how I wound up there. It was divine intervention, of course. Did 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 they just, like, swoop by, like, in a windowless white van and, like, put a black felt bag over your head? Yeah, they were like, Doug, you need to come here. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then they took off the bag and you're at a Logan's Roadhouse. <laughs> and I'm at a so, Logan's Roadhouse with an atheist group. That's well, basically like what it was. I'm like super intrigued by this, Doug, because when you think of Metro Detroit, like that's that's a large area to be describing. And when I think of Metro Detroit, Detroit I think of places like Ann Arbor, which are super progressive and, and very liberal. And, and I think like there should be more than 20 people at a meeting like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like me trying to find it, like the fact that I had to go to Facebook and then go to this other, like, I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy. And it was like, I said, I don't even remember what the name of it was. It was like a, like a meet group meet or something website. I don't even remember. But like the fact that I had to go through that in order to find it, you know, was difficult. So Mm. just that in itself is almost, it, it is 
kind of speaks to maybe why it has more of an older generation too that i don't think that we're sure. promoting it well enough so maybe um, just uh and, and you're in marketing so i mean like this is this is kind of your wheelhouse yeah to some extent i'm in manufacturing so i don't know really about marketing but i mean oh, I really i thought you i thought you i thought i was, was going to say i thought your background was in marketing no, my degree is in packaging, actually. So of course, oh, pack- we're, we're talking about talking Doug's about package again. Like, Damn, here we go back. Gosh, that's that's probably what I'm confusing packaging with marketing. I'm that's, just like yeah. googling um, Metro Detroit atheism and like not getting many results at all. Yeah, obviously, which which is just so surprises me because Michigan, um, Michigan's a blue state, right? Ah, uh, I mean, really... it's you know, well, I mean, Trump, Trump won the the state in the that, last election, well, so it's, I mean, it's a battleground yeah. state. It's but a battleground like, state, sadly. Sadly, I don't know. I just would think that there would be more than that. There would right. be more of a presence. Um, well, Indiana, not a battleground state. Right. Like Indiana's exactly very red state, and we. I mean, I would say we get twenty people at some of our events. Maybe not all of them, but South Bend doesn't hold a candle population wise, like demographically to Detroit. Like we're we're a much we're, we're I think we're technically considered a metropolitan area, but we're a very small metropolitan area, certainly compared to something like Detroit. Yeah. Right. And I was surprised by it, too. I mean, just hearing about, like, your guys' group, I was like, okay, I need to take the next step and see what I can do in my own community. I just looked it up, too. I wasn't sure how it worked on this app, but it's called Meetup is the site that they use, Mm -hmm. and it's it's just Detroit atheists. So um, I know that there's a Michigan atheist group, too, and I think that they might be a little bit more... Um, engaged or have more events and things. I haven't been to any of those meetings yet. Sure. But as far as the Detroit atheist group, there's definitely a need for um, bigger presence, and especially more of the youth movement. I think. Right. That you know what, and it's it's <clears throat> honestly the church kind of has they have. This is gonna sound pretty terrible. The church kind of has it right. Like they they know how to structure those organizations for recruitment. Um, they know how to uh, you know. They have a strategy for funding, and as painful as it is to like see that strategy in place, because a lot of it is layered with guilt and um, you know religious obligation and the fear of um, like are my works um, you know more have I done more good works than sins kind of you know mentality in the church, but um, like they they have the numbers, man, and I feel like there's a need in an area like yours that um like there are i'm sure there are many people who just don't see themselves represented in their community in like a a leadership or organized um you know place kind of way does that make sense absolutely and i think that goes back to i mean just like from a marketing standpoint it really that's what it boils down to is just you know being able to promote it in the proper ways and communicate it in the proper ways and yeah, I think that there's a real opportunity for that, and I am going to try to get involved um, as much as I can. You know, recently I saw something on the internet, and it, it really kind of hit home that it's hard to be passionate about a lot of different things, to devote your time to so many different causes. Right. And I do feel like I want to be a visible representation of a gay man. I want to be a visible representation of you know an atheist i want there's so many things that i'm passionate about and like recently i was even thinking about i've been doing a lot of research on veganism lately and i have a lot of things that i agree are, with about. are you are you vegan Doug? i am not oh uh, okay not yet and i fully like admit though that i 
a hundred percent obviously like support the cause and understand you know the philosophies of being vegan but like sure. all those things together it's like i'm i believe in all these things and i want to be representations of all these things but trying to find the time to devote my resources to one of the things or you know so that i can focus on and be able to do it you know is very sometimes overwhelming of how do i devote my time and resources enough to be all these things that i want to represent and see the change in the world Right. And do you think that maybe that is sort of a prohibiting factor for some people? I mean, like everybody's got stuff, everybody's got jobs and they've got, you know, kids. And I'm not trying to call out people who don't have kids, but kids obviously are a very, you know, a huge investment from an emotional standpoint, from a passion standpoint. Like, you know, Molly and I obviously invest a lot of passion and energy into our children, as we rightly should. Um, Do you think that maybe that's a factor, Doug, that there are a lot of people who just, they have all this passion to give, and when it gets down to the list of priorities, atheism is just too far down the list to ever, you know, be bothered to show up at a Logan's Roadhouse, to be like, you know what, I don't believe in God, but like, I don't really care enough to actually do anything about it. Yeah, and I don't know, I think that... I think that still there's that yearning for community and maybe if they can confine that community somewhere else and get that fulfillment through something else, maybe they choose to do that. Sure. And um, I think that's, I think that's a lot of where Molly's point really hits home because like the church kind of just has that like home field advantage, right? Cause you know, this, this nation was founded from the start um, by a whole bunch of white Christian men, you know, and like the, and that's just been propagated through hundreds of years at this point that the, the Christian faith is the presumptive, um, well, it's the presumption. You know, like if you meet someone, and you and I talked about this on your first episode, Doug, it's it's just like when you meet someone, you just assume they're a Christian until you kind of are explicitly told otherwise that's the assumption. So when people think, oh, well, you know, I, I want to have that community, most people who don't really care enough to question whether God's real or isn't just think, well, I'll just find my local church, and I'll go to church, and I'll make friends, and those will be kind of like my new peers, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I so I think that, it is, I think the biggest thing is promoting, you know, we've got to make these spaces more inviting. Um, because right. if you're not even aware that it exists, then you don't even know what you're missing out on. And it, obviously, all the good work that's being done, and the charitable things that you've talked about, you know, across the country with all these different organizations, sure. Um, the more press, the more coverage we can get, the more exposure that we can show and for me right now i'm just trying to be that living proof you know so that what i do in my daily life is a representative um you know thing that people can say oh doug like wow he's being nice to people wow he's going out and you know being a part of these different events or whatever like you know, as I can just be that support system for my friends and everything else so that that's an indicator of something that they tie it to of, oh, wow, Doug's a gay atheist, but wow, it, it really looks like he has his life together and is doing great things. And if we can just even shift the perspective a little bit, I think that that is, at, you know, right. at least something in itself. You're just trying to be that example every right. day, like in... <clears throat> I've taken yeah. kind of the same approach, a very similar approach to that, Doug, and I feel like I'm progressing through these, uh, s- like strangely progressing through these life uh, stages in the same way that I'm progressing um, through my career. Like, 
I started out as a music teacher a decade ago, and like now I've been working in school administration in public schools, and so I try to bring a lot of, naturally bring a lot of arts advocacy to to my leadership and in the areas where I'm working with people um, in, in that capacity. But I feel like I've been doing the same thing. I started out kind of... Um, not really addressing my atheism publicly, just kind of making it, just kind of internalizing it and um, really kind of coming to terms with it myself for many years. And then as I became more and more assured of that, I became a little bit more vocal about it with Noah and our small group of friends. Um, eventually kind of started having a little bit more serious discussions with like my family members and people who opposed atheism. And then as that kind of became more of like part of my life and more of a, something that I wanted to be, you know, a representative of, I started being open in my job and kind of not in a, not in a recruitment kind of way, not in, um, you an know, evangelical a, kind of way. Yeah. Not in an attention <laughs> in an attention seeking kind of way. Right. Um, right. you know, but when people would say, would ask me what church I go to, I wouldn't just say like, Oh, I don't really go to a church. I would say I'm an atheist. Um, which is a different, which is different yeah. now than how it used to be for me. So I've tried, I've been trying to be more of a visual representation of what an atheist might look like in a professional setting. Do you know what I mean? And I feel absolutely mm, right. And I, yeah. because there's, there's only one me and there's only so much we can do and we're already there in our jobs and like how, you know, just being that voice does help progress things, but I'm feeling more and more and more like, um, there's like, it's not apathy in the atheist community, but there are just such a lack of resources compared to religious communities. And so we don't, you know, we don't recruit the way that, um, you know, churches recruit or the way that religion asks people to, or different denominations ask people to, um, you know, testify or witness or, um, you know, what's the word am I looking for? I don't know. You're not even listening. No, I was working on it. I was working on I was working. She busted me because I'm working on it. You are on the internet. No, I'm actually, you uh, can tell because Molly can see my screen, but I can't. But I actually am working on something to like, you know, to have a next topic ready for. Missionaries. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. People like, you know, churches send people out to different locations right. where, they're, where they know there is a lack of religion in, in an effort to specifically recruit. And then they tell these people to tithe. You know, yeah. and it's it's and that's where they they get all of these pooled resources. And in a lot of ways, people associate, um, you know, religion with good people in the way that you were just saying, like most people, they might not really know. They might be unsure. They might not know that there are other, you know, there are other belief systems out there. And those are things are widely accepted in a lot of places and that they're, you know, there are communities to help support them the way that there is a church community, but they're just referred to the church. Right. And I remember um, right after I had our second child, I went through some tough like postpartum stuff. And I remember going to my doctor and saying like, this is, this is really tough. I need, I need something. I need some sort of external support. Oh, I can't I remember do this, this myself. And she was like, well, let's, let's think about this. Let's talk about your family life. Let's talk about the people you have around you. 
And when she found out, and she said, like, what church do you go to? And I said, I don't I don't go to church. And she and, was like, there's your problem right there. Well, no, she didn't <laughs> say that. She just said, well, you know what? There, there are a lot of good people who go to churches. That might be where you can find some mm-hmm. more support. Like, they offer free counseling. They have, you know, everybody goes to church. So there's people from all walks of life there who could help you. Because that's the assumption that everybody goes to church. And she handed me a pamphlet for, like, a local church who... Uh, whose congregation was very large, who she thought that I should start going to to find this community support that would help me through my postpartum depression symptoms. Right. And I was like, I never went back to that doctor. (laughs) So Yeah, but wouldn't that be great if we get to the time and place where the doctor instead says, well... What is your what are your belief systems? And then says, Oh, well maybe you should get involved with your local atheist group. You know, like right. not knowing your situation, obviously, but if we could ever get to the point where it is more of a n- n- not an assumption, you know, that it's, right. it's right. Christian or otherwise. And I mean because if you were any other religious belief, it, it would be, you know, offensive of just assuming that you should be going to a Christian church. Right. And she so, and clearly her heart was in the right place, it right? Was. Because she was trying like, to help. But like the approach to your point, Doug, it could have just as easily have been to say, well, what are, you know, what are your beliefs? And then Molly would have answered and she would have said, you know, or could have said, well, why don't you find some like-minded people who you can see, lean on for support? I you know? even, I, I don't even think that far. Like, it's not her job to understand my belief system or the various, you know, thousands of belief systems which are out there. You know, she... The, the the issue is the mindset that most people are not associating the church with theology. A lot of people are associating the church with community and goodness. And I and like yeah, we and need good health to, and good health right, in this case. We even. need to combat right. the mindset that the church has the market cornered on on good people. Like the good people market is cornered by the church, and it's not where you find all the good people. Well, if anyone is listening to the first fifteen minutes of this show, they're not going to con- be convinced. Of that, I know, but, but you know, know, no. But and I'm just kind of saying that to put a little bow on this because this was a great productive discussion, guys. Um, and since Molly already busted me getting things ready for the next <laughs> one, because I think we've talked about this a fair amount. Um, it was a really great discussion. Kind of started with uh, the Goshen Rally, which again, I just want to remind everybody that it was a great, uh, it was a great day. It was a great cause. We want to thank everyone who came out. Um, and I had, it's funny cause I hadn't really intended for the conversation to go in this direction. I was actually going to um, bring up, uh, the hate groups. Cause I don't know if Doug, you said you didn't read the article, but a lot of what the article was focused on was uh, the, the whole point of the rat. Well, not the whole point, but a big point of the rally was that Goshen is the city in Indiana and it is, it is very religious. There's a, there's a very religious college uh, institution there, etc. Um, but lately a lot of the residents have been finding posters and flyers recruiting, for you know like white nationalist and white pride types of groups um so that was kind of what spurred the no hate rally is that there were several local residents who were like no we want to speak out against this we want to make sure that everybody knows that goshen is not a recruiting ground you know for racism and that was kind of the point of of the day so um it was a great event um this was a great discussion it went in a much different direction than i anticipated but that's you know all the best discussions do you know um, but I want to move on real quickly and, uh, we'll, we'll probably wrap up before too much longer cause I don't want to take up too much more of everyone's times, which is code for I'm ready to go to bed. Um, <laughs> I've got a couple of emails. If you guys are, don't mind, we go through a couple of emails real quick and maybe see if that prompts any, any conversation and then we'll, we'll call it a day. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I've got is relatively short and it's, it's very admittedly just self-congratulatory, but, but I did want to acknowledge, um, this this gentleman for writing in and i'll just use his first name um and uh his his state this is from chris 
uh, from Kentucky. He writes in, Hey Noah, I'm Chris, um, and I'm on episode 7, and I'm so happy I found your Godcast. I've always been on the fence for so long, and you've made me feel so amazing that I'm not the only one with these same questions and views. I'm really looking forward to future episodes. I hope you keep them coming. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for writing in. I just wanted to let you know that we, we did get your email, and it's greatly appreciated. Now, I've got this other one um, from this gentleman, um, and there's a little bit more substance to this one. Um, it's it's, it's kind of longer, so I'm not really sure quite where to start. And uh, Oh, no, sorry. This is from Chris. I'm sorry. This same is guy. The same guy. So I must have, like, re- it was listed as, like, two separate emails in my email Um and I pulled up, I was like, oh, this one was a quick one and this one's a longer one. So I apologize. This is These are both from Chris. But he let me know, because um, I think when I responded, I might have asked, like, oh, well, thanks. I mean, how did you, you know, how did you find the show or you know, what's your story? Um, and he wrote in, uh, so the way I found your, your cast, I started thinking how I would want to explain to my daughter, a one-year-old, my religious views. I know I have quite some time before this happens, but just how I am, I guess. So basically what he's saying is he's got a one-year-old and um, he's kind of just starting to prepare for how to have that conversation with, with his one-year-old. Um, and his, his email you know, kind of goes on to explain some other things, but I don't want to get too personal with what his situation is. But I think that's a good jumping-off point. Like, Molly, we obviously have kids. Doug, you have family. You have kids in your family. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Like, how do you address um, the topic of religion for kids, like at what age do you feel like that's something that you should do? Um, do you guys have any thoughts on how those conversations ought to go or how they ought to start? Or should you wait for them to ask questions? Molly, what do you think? Um, on the spot. I know. And that's a tough <laughs> well, one, right? It's a tough here, one. Here, I, I'll, um... I'll, I'll, I'll Doug, dive in. Off. Rescue Molly. I'll dive in because <laughs> I you, just recently saw something on Facebook this week or it might even been today um but it was a picture of a child at a pride celebration and the caption underneath of it there was two dads walking well actually this is a no it wasn't two dads it was a looks like a um uh just a normal straight family and it says i really hate seeing children at gay rallies in most cases they don't understand what they're doing and what they're promoting I think most children are pressured into going to gay rallies by their parents and therefore pressured into believing in gay marriage. And directly under that caption was someone who said, I really hate seeing children in churches. In most cases, they don't understand what they're doing and what they're promoting. I think most children are pressured into going to churches by their parents and therefore pressured into believing in a magic man in the sky who will send them to hell if they touch themselves or eat shrimp. <laughs> or, or eat shrimp? Does it matter or if they're veined or, or deveined or non-veined? I, 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 I guess not. I guess it's just the, the thing of the shrimp. But, I mean, it's <laughs> not kind of funny. It, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, what... And so it does bring up a really good topic. And obviously, I'm not a parent. But um, it is somewhat, when is the proper time? And I've even, and I hate to come on the show all the time and do these parallelisms between being gay and being atheist, but, and, you know, a lot of times there is a lot of cross-references, which makes sense because of those hidden diversities and things that we've talked about. I mean, I wasn't um, going to say anything, Doug, but it really is getting annoying. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, like, obviously, no, Doug, for real. I mean, right, there's obviously right, a lot right. of parallels, so please, uh, please, I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting. I had to make that joke. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was um, literally going to die if I did not make that joke. <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting because I've thought about the same things of like with my nieces and nephew too. Like, 
when do you even have the discussion of, hey, you know, I've talked to my sister about it, like, hey, when are we going to tell, you know, my nieces and nephew about why Uncle Doug doesn't have a girlfriend or wife, or, you know, have we thought about that conversation or how to address it? So there's a lot of parallelism in that. And I don't know if there's a good answer. I don't have a good solution there, for there, it. So I'm going to throw it to there, you two parents yeah, to figure that out. There isn't an answer. <laughs> um, so, so because, Doug, I mean, did would you consider asking your sister to sit down with her kids and explain to them why she's married to a man? I mean, that's right. not that's not something that we have to explain right. to children, you know. Right. And if they have questions, they will ask them. I spent seven years as an elementary music teacher sitting in circles, holding hands with five-year-olds and sometimes (laughs) wiping butts. So, like, I'm telling you, if they have questions, if they have concerns, if they are confused, they will let you know. Kids are are so adaptable and flexible and, and just impressionable, but in a way that doesn't, that doesn't mean they require a lot of unnecessary explanation up front. Does that make sense? I yeah, think... no, absolutely. And I, I know that those questions, if asked, my sister and brother-in-law will handle in the appropriate right, way and right. be able to explain them. And I think you're right. So then what do you, I guess, so are, are you guys of the belief to just wait until they ask the questions? Or well, how, what do you I, guys think about I'll that? Ju- I'll jump back in here and I'll tell you sure. that th- these are, this is a hashtag reasons I love my wife because she was kind of, <laughs> I, I was thinking about taking something in that similar direction and she jumped right in and was totally there for it because I, I agree that it's almost like you had to have that conversation with your with your sister or with yourself anyway about how to approach this with your sister. And I was the whole time you were talking about that, that's kind of what I was thinking is, well, why do you have to have a conversation about having that conversation, like about being gay or about being atheist or anything else? Like it's really no different than having the birds and the bees conversation about what it means to be sexually active, whether it's you know heterosexually or homosexually or any other type of thing. Right. It's that you have to, in my opinion – you have to know your child, and that's something that I think ought to be said right up front about any of these topics or conversations. You have to know your child. Um, and then really it's just a matter of, I think, what Molly said, when they're when they're ready to ask those questions. Um, now, if they happen to stumble upon a topic that they are clearly not ready to comprehend intellectually or emotionally, you know, like if, if a five-year-old were to somehow notice something and ask like i think molly and i have always tended to to try and answer our our children honestly like when they'll have questions about their anatomy or or things like that um but obviously we wouldn't go into the level of detail um that we would if they asked those questions when they were say 12 or 13 years old you know when when we as parents would understand that they are experiencing things themselves physically that would require further explanation um, but one other thing I will say specifically on the topic of um, approaching religion or the topic of atheism with kids um, is that I, I have a book, and Molly knows what I'm getting ready to plug here because this is the book that I bought. Like I think literally within a couple of days of finding out that we were going to have our first child, um, I started researching this. And this was a very good kind of like, what, five-minute primer on this conversation because it raises a lot of interesting questions. One book that I can um, recommend very, very highly on the topic of um, parenting while atheist is called Parenting Beyond Belief. 
Uh, so for any of you out there listening, if, if you are interested by this topic, if you have these questions, certainly Chris, you know, that's what he said. He sought out the show. He found the show because he has these questions about what to say to his one-year-old when she's you know 11 or, or 15 or whatever. Um, it's called Parenting Beyond Belief. It's by Dale McGowan. And I'll just read... I'll just read the little the little blurb that it lists on Amazon. Uh, why am I here? What happens after we die? These are some of the hardest questions a child can ask, and even harder for parents to answer, especially if you've chosen to raise your child without religion. Gathering the perspectives of educators and psychologists, as well as wisdom from everyday parents, Parenting Beyond Belief offers insights and advice on a wide range of topics, including instilling values, Finding meaning and purpose, navigating holidays, coping with loss, uh, which Molly and I are kind of giving each other a look because that's something that we've actually had some conversations about lately. Um, and then also finding community without religion and more. Um, it goes on to explain other things, but um, you get the idea. It's a great book. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm glad that that resource is out there because even, I mean, you guys are very intelligent people, obviously, and good parents, and, you know, we'll address those things properly, but it's always nice to have a resource to consult when you're going about a topic that's, you know, uncharted territory before, too, so that's awesome. Right, right. Um, parting thoughts, anybody? This was a really great show, I think. This was. You sent me an article um, earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, this week. I can't even remember. Yeah, we, yeah, we totally didn't even get to but it. But anyway, yeah, you, I, we never even got to that. That's crazy. And I thought I was going to have to scramble to fill some time. I mean, honestly, I, I know that scrambling to fill time is never going to be a problem when I'm on a show. It's a little <laughs> tougher to do when I'm alone. But that's why I love Doug. And Doug, we had this conversation, what, a week or so ago at this point, that we were talking about you know your involvement with the show going forward. And I was just like, man. I, I've got a lot of people. I really do, and that's not a that's not meant to be a humble brag. I've got a fairly good amount of people who have offered to come on the show, who have had preliminary at least discussions about having come on the show. But just like honestly, Molly and I's lives between our our day jobs and parenting and like trying to have something of a social life, it's just so hard to predict when we're going to be free. So I feel like a lot of the times I'm asking people if they want to come on the show with very little notice because a lot of times I have very little notice on what nights are going to work out to record. And right. and I understand that that's not fair to put them in that position, just both to be prepared to come on a show and, and talk, um, but also just to be available. So I was talking with Doug because I was like, man, Doug, I can always count on you, man. Like you're, you know, I could have you on the show literally at the drop of a hat and I know you'd be good radio, you know, because you're just, you're funny, you're well-spoken, um, you and I have good rapport. So all of this to say that Doug and I have talked about maybe having him on the show a little more often, semi-regularly, I hope, and Molly and I have had similar discussions. So I thought this would be awesome to have you both on, and I can tell you very, very definitively that neither of you uh, disappointed, and I'm sure the audience would agree. Oh, thanks, Noah. You didn't disappoint either. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, I had to say something nice after you said that I looked like a boss in my, my news. Well, you did. <laughs> You know, we you did. I had to. Oh well, yeah, I had my I had my ting. I had my there is no Godcast uh, T-shirt on. I forget, I forget what we were talking about earlier in the week, and it was something about because we were talking about career changes. And Molly, I know you brought it up too. Yeah. Of just like I don't know. I'm just being more woke in general. I think that was the right. Yeah, that we did. We talked no, about being woke. woke. Yeah. <laughs> we talked. To, I was like, I've been going through some stuff in my career, and I'm being more woke. And I said something about being pretty, 
And then something about being in the automotive industry. And you were like, yeah, I can relate to all those things. I'm like, yep. And especially the pretty factor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're both pretty. And we're both, the only only difference was that I specifically noted the automotive industry. That was really the only difference in what I was saying and what you were saying about your job. So, I don't know, just in general, as Molly was talking to, I have gone on, you know, a lot of a personal journey to become more out um, in my gayness and my belief systems. And I've just really noticed lately that so much of my being existed in my subconscious. And it takes a lot to get all of that in your subconscious into your conscious thoughts. And I think just going back full circle to what we were talking about earlier, about visibility and exposure to different things that's what really brings it out is knowing that there's other people and other places and other things that are like you and that's what can move your thoughts that have been maybe just existing in your subconscious to becoming into your conscious thoughts and then that obviously then leads to actions so I think that that's really important and kind of you know kind of where I'm coming from on my own personal journey lately as well. And I think if there's anyone out there listening, I keep trying to think of, like, tangible ways that we can, like, make an impact, even with this podcast. Like, because we're all just, like, sitting around talking as if we were in, you know, all in one living room just hanging out. But, like, I feel like I hope that people who are listening to this are, are prompted to maybe look into communities in their area. Like, openly secular communities or openly atheist groups, support groups, um, you know, non-religious forms of treatment and help or whatever in the area. And if those things don't Mm -hmm. exist, um, try to, you know, start 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 a Facebook group. Start a Facebook group. See where the interest is, because more often than not, there's more interest than we we anticipate, than than we expect. You know, we aren't the only yeah. ones. Right. And I'm going to flip that. I'm going to flip that the other way, too, to say that Molly is absolutely right. If you're out there listening to this, like, seek something out. Try and find something. I mean, to Doug's point, he found it, right? But he had to really be looking for it to find right. it. So what I'm going to say on the opposite end of that spectrum is that, yes, if you're a listener and you're not involved, seek it out. Get involved. But, hey, for anyone who is listening to this who's already a part of that organization, maybe do a little more to, like, make it easier to be found you know because doug had to really dig to find this group and that's in metro detroit like probably one of the 10 biggest cities in the country so you know if you're part of one of these groups advertise you know i mean like seriously i've paid like five bucks i want to i mean you know i'm rich as hell because i've got five dollars to spare but like seriously (laughs) you can you can make a facebook group and it costs all of like five dollars that facebook will let you promote a post and it sounds like it's not a big deal but five dollars and i i keep track of it like i monitor the statistics like when i did the t-shirt campaign i paid like five bucks to to promote the post and by the time the post was done it had reached like three thousand people yeah you know and that only resulted in like seven clicks because people generally just move right past spam but you but if someone happens to be looking for right. something like that and facebook knows because facebook knows everything if someone's googling stuff about atheism or questioning their religion like it will find the algorithms will like right. find those people and you can make groups that do not show they can be public and searchable groups by title but they don't show the members so they're not completely secret groups where like nobody knows they exist unless you are invited by somebody inside the group right but you can make groups that are searchable but do not show the membership so that, I think, is a little bit more attractive to people who want to find community and find these people 
um, but also include people who might not be out in their daily lives. That's a great point. You know? um, and if nothing else, they can serve as a bit of a lighthouse, you know, kind of a beacon um, that even if you're not quite ready to join the group, even if it is a secret or a private group and it just makes you feel uncomfortable, if they could advertise more to be like, hey, if you're interested in this, you know, come to Logan's Roadhouse, you know, on May right. 11th and, you know, just check it out and see what it's see what it's all about. It's true. In other yeah. news, kind of on the, I'm sorry, am I just no? I go for shut it. Shut this down. I was gonna. I was just gonna bring up because what Doug was talking about a minute ago was kind of like making me feel like I needed to share this because just today, and it's so coincidental that just today, um, like because we're talking about changes in careers and changes in mindset and changes in the way we present ourselves professionally, but like just I've been looking at a career change and I just today applied for a. Uh, faculty position at a religious institution of higher education right which i don't know that we should necessarily <laughs> identify by name i don't get no i'm not going to yeah for sure but yeah you, but, go ahead but i or did yours. and um i was looking around because i'm i'm i'd like to move into you know uh you know college teaching positions and things that i'm qualified for um just yeah as a change of pace and um I've been looking a lot at a lot of colleges that I didn't know were super religious. And uh, some of these some of these places make you sign even as an employee uh, covenants of faith and things like that. And uh, the, the specific place where I applied today did not make you sign a faith covenant or, uh, you know, write a testimony of your personal relationship with Jesus, which I saw in a few others, too, as a as a staff member. Um, but, uh, this one did ask you to describe, you know, the presence of faith in your life. And I did, I think I did a pretty good job of, of being a very candidly, openly secular person and talk about how my values align with a lot of the values of this institution. Right. I'm all about, um, because this institution is actually pretty progressive for its location for, uh, being a religiously based school. But, um, you know, we talked about like diversity and differentiation and defending human rights and, you know, just values, helping those in need, things like that, uh, that we all kind of share in common. But I, I did not uh, back down from, from you know, describing myself as openly secular and, you know, listing that I do not attend a church regularly. And I'm hoping that uh, we'll stay tuned, but I'm hoping, I think it would be very progressive and open and inclusive of this place to, you know, find somebody who is more than qualified for this job who will do a really good job in that position. I love that Molly's almost like daring them do to you know hire what I her. Mean? She's I like, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, whatever, I guess it would be pretty progressive if you hired me. So I guess, I mean, I don't know if you're really up to I it. Mean, I mean, I, you know. You guys should see how like excited no, she is. No, I'm, I'm hiring her. You, you sold me. I like it. Doug, no, I think Doug University? Even, yeah, you could. Yeah, Perfect. I just think I don't it'd know be who's so enrolling cool. in Doug University, but but that would be so cool. And if nothing else, when they read your application, they're going to be like, "Oh wow!" I mean, that's it's not every day that I'm sure that they get that sort of testimony right. in their application. So, if nothing else, at least pushing the conversation forward. So yeah, it, on the hopefully, obviously, it amounts to more than that. And it's funny because she um, she showed me the listing and she was kind of excited about it. And I think she was like, "Dude, this is like this is like a dream job for me." And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! You know, tell me more about it." And then she was like, "Oh, never mind." And I was like, "Oh, what?" And she saw that it you know it was very very faith based and even in the application. But then before I could even say it, because I was gonna say the same thing, she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna apply for it." She goes, "I think I would really do a good job at this job." Um, and I think I should apply for it. And I was like, 
totally, you should totally apply for it and just be really honest and just, you know, expound your virtues as an educator. Right. And she showed me the the responses that she gave on the application. And spoiler alert, they were amazing. Well, I mean, I just think <laughs> like it's a it's a college, right? You know, and the what they do shouldn't be like my level of knowledge is not impacted by my lack of faith, of Christian faith. You know what I mean? Right. Like I have a lot to share and I think I would do really good in this in this like um, it's like an adjunct professor role, but, um, I, I think I would do really good on the, like the class list and the responsibility, um, list that were, that were there. But, uh, like me not being Christian would not impact that. I mean, being Christian would not impact that. Like my, my knowledge right. base is, is unimpeded by, by faith. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And we both, you know, we both went to a smaller, it was a liberal, it's a liberal arts school, but we both went um, to a school that was uh, kind of the foundation is in the Catholic Church, right? Like the it was, uh, yeah. and I don't even know if I should mention our college by name. It's not a huge deal to say where we went to college, but uh, to the point, there are plenty of students who were not Christians. I'm sure there were plenty of students who were, you know, whether it be Jewish or atheist or um, plenty of other faiths. You know, and the, the same could equally be said about the staff. You would think like you don't have to be religious um, at a place of higher education. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest parts of education systems is exposure to diversity in general. I mean, if I didn't have the experiences at Michigan State of a diverse community, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So, yeah, I think the more that we promote diversity and inclusion, obviously, um, gives you a more well-rounded perspective of the world that we live in. Right. And she absolutely crushed the application. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yay. You're welcome. I yeah. feel like I did I'm too. excited for that update. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. In future episodes, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. Next episode, we'll, we'll have posted. to just start off with Molly. On, Tune on the, in next time. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been great. Um, let's let's wrap it up. Hey, Doug, thanks so much for doing this. I hope you get your power back. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not on, and <laughs> it's been really hot today. So hey, hey, pop back might in. Have to be. S- Pop back in on the video. I want to. I want to. I want to see your. I want to see your face. (laughs) There he is. Hi. Looking fabulous. (laughs) Sweaty mess from the gym. Doug, are you wearing? Are you wearing Beats? Are you wearing Beats by Dre? Um, of course I'm wearing Beats by Dre. Oh my god, (laughs) so stylish. Yeah, I don't have to like spend money on. It was really funny. My mom the other day. She's like, "Wow, you're rich," and I'm like. Mom, you started a family when you were 19 and started having children. You realize that all that money I, I've i had for the last 10 years and I could just spend it on just myself? It's not that I'm rich. I just have one person to take care of. Very, very stylish. But yeah. I'm glad you turned back so on I your video. Buy these beats. Yeah, I'm wearing, yes. I'm wearing Bets by Kmart. It's off-brand <laughs> beats. Uh, well, you invested in your children. That's, that's important. Oh, okay. Molly, do you have any uh, any parting words? <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here and go to bed. Doug's gonna use his Ryobi flashlight to read a bedtime story to himself. Um, if you haven't already, Perfect. please rate and review the show. Uh, the merchandise is still available. We've actually had a couple orders trickle in over the last few weeks, so there's still good stuff to be had there. Um, support Northern Indiana atheists. Um, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, definitely try and reach out and and find some uh, organizations out there that you can find at least two Dugs. Because we know that there's there's more than one, and it's referred to as Detroit Atheists, and it's on the Meet Me site. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> 
Thank you for yeah, the plug. I'll try to get, integrate more into that so that we can make it easier to find as well. All right, right on. So yeah, uh, to find NIA, support Northern Indiana Atheist, support the show, rate and review, all that stuff. Um, guys, it's been a lot of fun. We will see you all next time. I should probably say just for the record, I, I save the best for last. You, anyone who really follows the show might have noticed it's been a little bit more than two weeks since I published an episode. I'm kind of just officially throwing in the, the towel on the official, like, um, release schedule. My life is just too chaotic. Sometimes there are just weeks that are way too busy to do an episode. Um, so I'm just going to kind of record these episodes as life allows me to. I'm going to try and still keep them semi-regular, but I don't want to keep making promises on deadlines that I can't keep. So I appreciate y'all sticking with us and new episodes will pop up when they pop up. So be sure to subscribe. Um, thanks so much for joining us and we will see you all next time. Don't stop not believing. 